but I see these videos on TikTok and I see I see these people doing all these silly dances just to get a view. People are willing to film people getting robbed, getting raped, getting killed just for views. This is the wickedness of the world. My name is Shaq. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Saturday afternoon. For some of you, it's Sunday, New Zealand time, future time. Speaking of which, I wanted to come on and talk about, are you truly ready? Because we're starting to see some serious craziness in the world. And some of us have experienced the craziness in some of our personal lives surrounding the people we love, the people we want to look out for, and the people we want nothing but the best for uh, as they pursue uh, their walks, their just, just their regular lives, whether it be in Christ, out Christ. We want the best for these people. Amen. But like I said, episode 42 is going to be, are you truly prepared? Because I have been receiving some serious visions for the past two, three weeks. You know, I'm, I've been experiencing the feeling of being malcontent, you know, a feeling of, you know, if you're a prophet, you know, if you're truly filled with the spirit, you know, you feel like nothing seems to fit anymore. Amen. But um, nonetheless, that's today's topic. Are you truly ready? And I'm going to be reading to start off with, as I always do. I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14. Okay. But before I begin, I just want to say a quick prayer once again. Father God, in your mighty and holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this microphone. I plead the blood of Jesus over this vessel that sits and humbles himself before you. I plead the blood of Jesus over all those who are within the sound of my voice. May the breath of life be given unto today, unto this episode. May this be the start of some serious breakthroughs in the body of Christ. May your spirit move ever so strongly throughout all of us, Father God, onto today with this podcast. Give me the words I need to feed your people, to empower your people, to encourage your people, and to let them know that they are truly loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, so Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. And for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Children of Yah, the first part of this is take heed that no one deceives you. One of the things I've been noticing more and more and more is that as the enemy gets louder and louder, the body of Christ is getting quieter and quieter, and some are literally losing their minds because they don't know what the, what what to do with themselves. A lot of a lot of people who are in the spirit have actually grown quite sad. 
One of my friends, she said, brother, I need you to pray for me because I've been getting more and more increasingly frustrated and I just don't know. I don't know anymore. And children and children, yeah, I want you guys to understand that time is being sped up on purpose. The enemy has increased his pursuit on purpose. I heard it said today in church, the minister, he did such a, a, a beautiful preaching. He said, we can't even prepare the way the apostles prepared back in the day. When they were on their way to go preach and perform the signs and wonders, and they were walking through the desert, it took days. But for us, we have hours. Whenever they needed to go from one place to another within a city, it took minutes for them to prepare themselves, to quiet their minds to refocus on the Lord, to, to, to dwell in his presence so that they can be strongly prepared. For us, we don't have that kind of time. We have mere minutes to get ready. This is how I heard it said in church today. And I just want to come on and ask you guys the same thing. In a world where time is being sped up, in a time where God says he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Are you truly ready? See, children of y'all, the whole thing of it is, is the reason, the real reason why I'm coming up with this message is I want to come on to say nobody is ready. Nobody is ready for the wrath of God. Nobody is ready for the horrors that is to come. Some of us, we've been eyeball deep in the wickedness and we don't even know it. The Lord has been literally showing me. See, he, he, he has blessed me so abundantly with the, 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 the gift of discernment. Like, like for, the, ever, for the past year, all I've been doing is looking into people's souls and I see nothing but wickedness. Some of you are fellowshipping with snakes. You don't even know they're snakes. You don't even know the true intent of their character because they haven't brought it out to the surface. But children of Yah, I want to be one of the first people to tell you if you haven't been told already is that God is going to expose all of the phonies, all of the fakes, all of the wickedness of this world. Why? Because the Bible says that the that God will use, will choose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Some of us are actually going, growing quite surprised at what we see. You know, everybody these days, they want to say, oh, I'm Christian. I believe in Jesus. Okay. How many of you have heard the saying, everybody's a Christian until it gets biblical? How many of you have ever heard that? You know, it's, it's one thing to say you're Christian. It's another to be thrown in the fire. It's another to be biblically tested with the truth. It's another to have your convictions tested. Are you really about that life? When someone throws at you a dose of truth that challenges your flesh into submission, are you really about that life? Or is your first response anger, ego, rebuke, revile? So this is a really, a truly deep, interesting question. Are you prepared? Because the Bible says in Matthew 24 that some of us will indeed be killed. And I was just thinking about this yesterday. You know, my preaching, too, has also turned up a notch. I've recently upped the voltage because I want a lot of you to understand that we are really in the end times and that it does not matter anymore what people say, how people perceive you. See, a lot of you guys, you're still put pursuing the, 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 the glory of Christ. You're still pursuing the cross because you want your finances boost, boosted. Some of you are building the gospel because you want to treat it as a business. You're sitting there saying, 
all right, let me just encourage the people and I'll have enough money to do whatever it is I want to do. You're still, you're all about your cars. You're all about your houses. You're all, you're all about the, the, the treasures of this world. But what does the Bible say, children of Yah? The Bible says, do not store up for yourselves the treasures in this world, but store up for yourselves the treasures of heaven. You might have a Benz, but if the Benz is all you care about, sorry, you're still poor. You might have the mansion, but if the mansion is all you cared about, sorry, you're still poor. You might have a 14 karat golden ring, golden piece of jewelry, but if that's all you care about, sorry, you're still poor. There's a lot of a lot of churches, especially in America. I don't know how it is for the rest of the world, but there is a lot of churches. I'm seeing churches in Southwest, Southeast Africa. There are a lot of churches out there that still have not woken up. They are literally leading people in a spirit of death. They are not truly ready for the wrath of God. They are not truly ready for when the enemy, when the devil really ramps things up. And some countries, they are literally killing Christians for, for the things that I'm saying. In some countries, they are aiming a 762 by 39 bullet to your head. And yet they're asking you, do you believe Jesus Christ is the risen King from the dead? And if you say yes, that is it. And that is the very prophecy. That is the very prophetic word that is mentioned in Matthew 24 where it says in verse nine, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. I can see it right now. They're going to come out with some fictitious argument saying, saying it's going to, it's going to be like a nine 11 for Christians. Just, just, just like the whole world, you know, they hated the Muslims at, at one point they, they were saying, oh, you're one of them. You're a radical. You're this, that. And the third is going to be 10 times worse with the Christians. They're going to come out with some fictitious event that is going to make the whole world hate Christians. Bounties are going to be put on the heads of the most on fire for God preachers out there and not just and not just bounties. Accounts are going to be frozen. Assets are going to be seized. People are going to be arrested. Five, what, what, what? 2016, seven years ago, I caught a vision. Uh, it was in the summer of July. I was in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. I couldn't sleep for three days. The Lord gave me visions of them yanking people out of their homes and shipping them off to far away states like Texas, like Oklahoma, like Arizona and, and Colorado. They have concentration camps built out there. They have guillotines built built out there, but there's only two options. We are either called to endure or we're called to take up the mark of the beast. And my question to you, children of Yah is, are you ready? Are you truly prepared for that day? And I want, I want you to really entertain this question in your head. Don't shut it off. Don't say, Oh, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to listen to this message. Oh, I'm not really, I'm not really in the mood to hear that. He's crazy. He's a heretic. He's this, he's that he's rude he's disrespectful i want you guys to consider to seriously think about this because there are christians in other countries being heavily persecuted for their faith there are christians in other countries like in the middle east being beheaded for what they for what they believe there are christians in other countries like in israel when ramadan happens the palestinians they pursue the christians for the, for their faith what happened in Rwanda when tens of thousands got killed in a matter of days? A lot of people, Hollywood wants you to think that it was all about the, the Hutus and the Tutsis. It was all about the skin color, but it wasn't about the skin color. It was about who's Christian and who's not. And if you were Christian, you were slaughtered for the glory of Christ. Children of y'all, are you ready? No one in America is ready. These past few weeks, I've been feeling so malcontent with just, with just everything. I don't even enjoy the same things I used to enjoy anymore. I don't even enjoy watching YouTube. 
I don't even enjoy watching movies. People have been asking me, hey, man, you want to come see Creed? Hey, man, you want to come see uh, uh, John Wick? I don't have the same flavor that I, I, I used to for my personal hobbies anymore. I've been feeling so, so restless. It's like the whole world is going to hell in a handbasket, but at least I still got my Netflix account. The whole world is going to hell in a handbasket. So what am I going to do? I'm going to listen to more secular music that, hypn that hypnotizes and reprograms my mind into making it more and more easier to receive the mark of the beast. It's like the world is going to hell in a handbasket but at least i can shop on i can spam shop on amazon for a bunch of useless things i don't need that are gonna that are gonna uh uh uh, uh that 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 are not gonna that they're not gonna satisfy the thirst and the, the missing void i have in my heart it's like the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket so what am i gonna do i'm just gonna buy more weed i'm gonna buy more alcohol and i'm just gonna quietly slip into a life of quiet desolation where i slowly kill myself because i am not truly ready I'm not truly ready. For some of us, the devil has gotten us with the food. How many of you went to McDonald's recently? Let me tell you some news. The French fries are plastic and the burgers that they cook, you really think that's animal meat you're eating? Uh-uh-uh. No, 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 no. Let me tell you guys something, the truth. And some of you are going to think that this is outrageous. Some of you are, you're not, you're not going to believe me. Some of you are going to be like, oh, Shaq, see now, now you just, you have, you have lost your mind. You are completely off the ringer. This is the most wild thing I ever heard. The meat that McDonald's uses is human meat. The devil has been quietly turning those of us who love McDonald's into cannibals. Matter of fact, most of the meats you eat are not even clean meats. You'd be surprised. The Lord told me a year ago not to indulge in Taco Bell anymore. For those of you that don't know, it's the one thing about Taco Bell. If you look at the logo, it's only located on three sides of the, re of the, of the restaurant. There's an eye in the middle, and then outside of that eye is a large six, both on three sides, not four, only three. Take notice, the next time you drive past the Taco Bell, look for exactly what I'm saying. Matter of fact, you can Google. Now they're using the newer logos to confuse the masses into thinking, oh no, it's nothing like that. Excuse me, but the older logos, it was much more visible. You see a very demonic, all-seeing eye, and then you see a six. And the devil has hidden in plain sight signs that remind us that the new world order is nigh. The devil has signs that remind us that we don't have much time. We're not walking in the desert. We're not walking, we're not walking 10 days at a time humbling ourselves inside of the Lord and getting, and getting ready to, to be prepared to preach the next message. We don't have that much time. We live in a microwave society where people just go, you got 10 seconds to say what you got to say. Otherwise, I'm not interested. That is the world that we live in. And just the, the, the kind, the kind of uh, uh, wickedness that exists in people's hearts. Like I said earlier, some of you are fellowshipping with snakes and you have no idea. The very people that you run to for support, one day the spirit of the Lord is telling me they will betray you. 
The kids these days, they're so uh, uh, indoctrinated in social media that it's all about who can get a million views. It's all about who can get a million followers. And the more I, I look at YouTube, I look at Instagram, I see these videos on TikTok. I don't have TikTok personally myself, but I see these videos on TikTok and I see, I see these people doing all these silly dances just to get a view. People are willing to film people getting robbed, getting raped, getting killed just for views. This is the wickedness of the world. This is the wickedness that is existing in today's world. Just like it says in Matthew 24, and because lawlessness will, will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Matthew 20. 24 verse 12, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Like it, it completely breaks my heart whenever I preach a hard truth to get the body of Christ prepared for war that I get so much pushback. But you know what? Christ went through the same thing. People criticize me and say, oh, you, you, you're not more Christ-like in your preaching. You know what? Nobody was more Christ-like than Christ himself. You know what they did? They killed him for it. We need to get this image of Kumbaya Christ out of the church. It is demonic. Nowhere in the Bible does it say Jesus Christ got along with the Muslims, with people of false religions, nowhere does it say that. This is an apostate doctrine. This is a demonic, seducing doctrine of the devil. That's what people need to say. Oh, that's what people always tell me. Oh, we need to make peace with these religions. This, this is what, this is the, the mockery of the world. You know, everybody likes to follow these big stars like Jay-Z, like Beyonce, and like Oprah, like Al Sharpton, and they follow and they follow these stars. And you know what they say? They say we need to make peace with the is with the Islamic community. We need to make peace with the Buddhism community. We need to make peace with the Hindu with the Hinduism community. We need to make peace with Scientology with the Scientology community. But when it comes to Christians, they have no problem mocking the faith right to our face. Maybe there's something that they don't want you to know, huh? As some of you are just foolish, some of you unbelievers are just foolish enough to believe them. Like some of you believe that Beyonce is a devout Christian, but she's coming out, she's coming out with songs that say, I tear pages out of the Bible and I stick them up my you know what at that time of the month. Really? Some of you, some of you support Jay-Z and allow him to mock the Last Supper. Allow him to call himself God. That's what Hova means. That was his. That was his nickname back in the early two thousands. He would. He would call himself. He would call himself Hove. You know. Who who knows that song? Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove. Hove is short for Jehovah. Jay Z literally deceives himself into thinking that he is God. He is no God. Nobody is ready, children of Yah. Nobody is ready. Some of us are listening to some of these songs on, on these Christian radio stations. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of the air. You know what that means? That means that he controls the digital flow of information. He controls who says what. Some of you have based your discernment. Some of you have based your discernment rather than read your Bible. You, re you resort to these TV shows. You resort to what somebody says on YouTube. You say, well, aren't you on YouTube? Aren't you on Facebook? You doing the same exact thing that they're doing. Yes, I am. But here's the difference. Did the spirit lead you to me? That's the difference. Some of you are going straight to these things without any sort of prayer, without, without any sort of way. I, I, I got to check with God first to see if this whole thing about these TV shows, about this music, whatever it is, I got to check with God first to make sure that it's holy so my discernment doesn't get warped, so I don't get caught up in the lie. I don't get caught, I don't get caught up in the curse. 
Why? Because Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Not seek first how I feel about it and then pray for it after. Verse number five says, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. I'm starting to hear rumors in the Midwest that the Jews have, that Jews have seen, already seen the second coming of Christ. So we already see, we already see the signs of the times and the end of the age being fulfilled right before our very own eyes. They're talking about mixing uh, 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 a new world order religion. I forgot what they call it. I think they call it Chrislam or, or, or something like that. We already see signs of this. And the Catholic Church is the head of it all. Some of y'all are Catholic and don't even know where it originates from. You just, you just, you're just Catholic because your parents were Catholic and their parents were Catholic and you don't even know why you're Catholic. If you study the Catholic, the, 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 uh, the Catholic religion, it has its roots in Egypt, as well as every other religion out there on the planet. It stems from the Kundalini worship, which means divine feminine. The Catholics, they worship the Virgin Mary. They do not worship the blood of the Lamb. And every single church that the Catholics build is all about St. Patrick's, St. Peter's, St. Mary's, St. Jude's, St. Joseph's. You know, they got idols for all of these people who did not die on the cross for your sins. Everybody basically except Jesus. And in some of these Catholic churches, they have graven images of Jesus Christ. This is an abomination to the Lord. Study why you believe what you believe. Study the origins of where it comes from. Like some of you are very, very ignorant in doing this. And I say this, I say this with, with, a, 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 with, a, 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 with, with love. Because some of the things that some of you are choosing to indulge in, it's no good. It's no good. Verse six, and you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. We've been hearing rumors of wars, you know, with Russia and Ukraine. Like we've been hearing rumors of wars of China and Taiwan. We've been hearing rumors of wars of what's going on in Venezuela, what's going on in Cuba. We've been hearing wars all over the place. And a lot of people are saying, well, I'm not going to be here because they believe in that pre-trib rapture. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that to my attention. They believe in that pre-trib rapture. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says immediately after the tribulation that the Son of Man will come. You think that you're not, you think that the whole world is going to fall apart and you're not going to just experience any kind of endurance whatsoever. We are called to endure for a reason. So I would encourage you, if you're the person listening to this podcast and you think that nothing is going to happen to you, I would encourage you to think again. You're in for a very, very, very rude awakening. Verse seven, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be many famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. We've already seen earthquakes in Southeast Asia. I'm seeing more and more articles of all these train derailments going on right all across the country, trying to turn certain parts of the country into the new Chernobyl. And the thing is, when they're airing, when they're airing these train derailments, nowhere do you see fire trucks, nowhere do you see ambulances, nowhere do you see medical personnel, nowhere do you see fire control. You don't see you don't see any kind of that. They just let these trains burn, 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 releasing so many toxic chemicals in the air. Famines and pestilences. I'm also seeing I'm also seeing they're quietly starting to destroy the, the, the food plants 
all across the country and they're buying up more and more farmland so they can have more control over where the produce goes. A lot of us, we're eating produce that's not even natural. We're eating produce that's been genetically modified and we have been for several years. Why? Because the enemy is trying to warm us up to the mark of the beast system. All of these are the beginning of sorrows, verse 9 says. Imagine that, you know, things are starting to ramp up and it's only the beginning. It's the beginning of the end. Verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated for all nations by my namesake. How many of you are ready for that day? Let's, let, let, let's go there. Let's go there mentally because it's coming whether you like it or not. What if they pass that? What if Congress, for those of you living in America, what if Congress passes that law and they deliver you up in chains? They yank you out of your house in the witching hours of the night from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Without any warning, without any protest, without any warrants, they just come and they yank you. They yank you out of your home. They stick you in a train and ship you halfway across the world to be killed. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated for all nations by my namesake. I've already spoken with several of my friends. They've already gotten visions of them going to jail. They've already gotten visions of them being killed, being sent into the guillotines. Yes, they have guillotines ready to pursue us Christians, and they will behead us. Or anybody who goes against the mark of the beast, they will be killed. A lot of people are so hung up in the politics. They think it's Joe Biden, this Joe Biden, that like, oh, Joe Biden, he's he's not, you know, you know, bring Trump back. A lot of people are, are starting to call Trump the false messiah. Can you actually believe that they're actually starting to do that? Absolutely not. And I'm hearing rumors that he's the one pulling the strings behind the scene. But I know some of y'all are going to get mad at me about that. I did say it was a rumor, but I don't trust nothing that the media puts out. Remember, Satan is the prince of the air. He will only show you what he wants to show you. And all of these things, what they perceive that Joe Biden is doing, all of these things are right up for display. Like, oh, Joe Biden went to Ukraine. Donald Trump went to Ohio. Oh, Joe Joe Biden, he's, he's passing more transgenderism laws while Trump is doing the opposite. All of this, listen, man, they play both sides our government is so corrupt do you honestly believe that you're in control of who runs the country democracy is just a filler for textbooks everything that they taught us in school was a lie the devil controls the schools too why do you think there are so many parents fired up at these school board meetings, these PTA meetings where they're talking about, why are you putting this crap in my son's, in my daughter's head? Why are you teaching them about sex at age five? Why are you telling them it's okay for a boy to be a girl and a girl to be a, full, a boy at ages six and seven and eight? Get this out. Get this out of my kid's head. I just saw a recent video. They had a male drag queen, half naked, dance in front of kids with their moms. And there were no fathers present. This country is turning wicked. They are turned. The devil is targeting the next generation so that there is no hope. And all of this is by design. Verse 10. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Children of Yah, it's sad to say that we're entering an age of kids who are so rebellious. The schools are literally teaching our kids to hate their homes, to hate their mothers, to hate their fathers, whatever they say, don't do it. If they tell you to do something, rebel against it. We're slowly approaching a time 
where the devil is going to throw these kids whatever their hearts desire. And they are going to betray their families because of it. The devil's already doing with the celebrities you very well know. Listen, Kanye West, if you're willing to sacrifice your mom, we'll give you that $50 million shoe deal. Jay-Z, if you're willing to sacrifice your girlfriend, we'll make you a billionaire. They're going to do the same to these kids. They're going to say, listen, if you're willing to sacrifice your parents, we're going to give you 30 million followers and you will see deposits in your account just north of 6,000 every single day. We will give you all the weed that you want. We will give you all the alcohol that you want. You will never have to work a day in your life. Your life will be one big party. Whatever it is you want, your joys will be endless. And some of these kids, they're going to sell their families out. Some of the people closest to you, you thought they were their aces. They're going to sell you out. And you're going, to be de- you're going to be delivered into the hands of the devil. You're going to be held in captivity. Are you truly ready for that? What is your soul saying? Are you truly sold out for Jesus? Or do you still have some open doors that you need to be closed? Do you still have some secret sins that you just won't refuse? Some of you sitting there saying, well, I'm not going to be part of none of that. I'm just going to play the middle. Listen, if you play the middle, you automatically lose. There's only two teams, God and devil. The Bible says you cannot serve two masters. You either love one or hate the other. You can't drink from both cups. You cannot sit from both tables. The fence is the most dangerous place to be because The devil knows that the fence, it could go either way. And so he's going to try harder to make you to backslide by sending you a desire that he has found out that you truly, truly yearn for. He's going to send you that dream guy. He's going to send you that dream girl. He's going to send you that dream car. He's going to send you that dream home, that dream job, that dream promotion just for you to stay away from the will of God. Are you ready for that? And just in case you didn't guys know, I know this live, I know this podcast is a little heavy. I can't apologize for that because I need to get the body of Christ prepared and everything I say, I say in love. Verse 10, no, verse 11. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. We're, we're seeing evidence of that. Psh, forget it. We're seeing evidence of that everywhere. But, but here's the thing, though. Everybody's calling people a false prophet with zero discernment. Some of y'all are waiting until somebody says something that challenges your flesh, and automatically you're calling them a false prophet. Why? Because... They said you need to give up the pornography. Why? Because they said you need to stop looking at other people in a sexual manner. Why? Because they said you need to stop drinking the alcohol. You need to stop smoking the weed. You need to stop yearning after the money. You need to focus on God more. You need to repent more. You need to buy. You need to read the Bible more. You need to start going, going to church. The Bible says not to forsake the gathering of the brethren. And then you get in your feelings and then you say, oh, well, you just a false prophet. You a demon. You a whole you a whole devil. You have you have no discernment about you. You don't you do not have the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I said something that challenged your flesh. Show some self-control. You're claiming to me that you're holy. But let's look at what you do when whenever someone tells you the truth. 
You can't handle the truth. You 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 go into into uh uh you go into full blown, you know, all kinds of demons manifest in some of these people. You say you're holy, you say you're in the spirit, you say you have you if you're if you're truly filled with the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is peace. So when I tell you the truth, when I tell you a truth that challenges your flesh, which is what we're all called to do, why is it that I don't see any evidence of peace in your heart? Why is it that your first response is a rebuke? Your first response is a prideful response. Your first response is you get violent. You get volatile. You you get you get who are you to judge? You have no right to say that. You are demonic. You are a false prophet. Why? Because I called you the truth. You should be more Christ-like in your preaching. I mean, Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers, and you know what happened? They killed him. Jesus said to the Jews who didn't believe him, he said, the devil is your father. Jesus flipped the tables at the temple and he said, this is a house of worship and you've turned it into a den of snakes. Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites and said, how can you being evil speak of good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's no evidence of peace in you. If you're getting angry whenever someone preaches the truth out of love, there's no evidence of the spirit in you. There's no evidence of peace. You got to humble yourself because otherwise the devil is going to swallow you whole. Matter of fact, you're going to be one of the first ones to disappear whenever the devil really, really ramps things up. You're going to be one of the questionable ones. Cowards don't make it in the kingdom. This episode is not for the weak and the faint in heart. This is some real truth, and we are moving closer and closer to that truth, whether you like it or not. Verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I've had so many people in my past who've played a significant part in my growth just completely do me dirty because I was willing to preach a message they weren't, because I was willing to submit myself to a level they weren't, because I was willing to give more of my, my mind and my heart to Jesus than they were because I was willing to be transparent and confess my sins in public. And they weren't. I've had so many people do, do me dirty. And how many of you children of y'all have had so many people do you dirty already in your walk? Some of you are getting persecuted by your best friends, the people you thought were your best friends, the people you thought were the biggest big shots in your life, the people you idolize. Let's face it. We all have that one friend that we wish we were as popular. We wish we were as more attractive, as pretty, as handsome. We wish we had what they had. That spirit of envy takes over. And then they just do you dirty because you decided to pursue Christ. They make all these little snarkish jokes like, okay, Bible guy. Okay, Bible guy, you're going to church now? And then they try to reel it back like, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, bro. You, you, you know I'm just messing with you. No, they're not messing with you. Behind every joke, there's truth to it. There's a reason why I don't joke with people like that. I never do. I never do. Behind every joke, there's truth. And some of these people, when you make a joke that hits their hearts, I've seen people commit suicide the next day or that night. Why? Because you made a joke about their hair. You made a joke about their weight. You made a joke about how they looked. 
You made a joke about how they talk. People have been making fun of how I talk for years because I do kind of like this thing where I curve my mouth to the side. It was a speech impediment that existed from when I was five years old. I had a lisp and I worked on it for so many years. Now you don't hear the lisp anymore, but you see a little bit of the mouth curve. And I also had a stuttering problem. But why? Because I discovered that my thoughts travel 10 times faster than my speech. So I literally have to slow my thought process down so that my speech can catch up. I've always been a fast, a fast, efficient thinker, very calculating. But I digressed. I've had some people do me dirty and just do things that were completely out of character. I'll be transparent. So I had an ex who ran a church 15 minutes from where I live. And, you know, things didn't work out with her. But one day when I was preaching a, a very passionate message, she never came on to encourage. She only came on to try to embarrass me and to try to get me to, to quit my ministry. She tried to expose my ministry. And in the process of doing that, she ended up exposing herself. And I kept sitting there saying, you run a church. The, la the last thing I should be hearing from you is this. I should be hearing, Brother Shaq, I'm going to pray for you. Because even though I don't agree, I want nothing but the best for you in your walk. She could have said, Brother Shaq, I see that you're having a little bit of trouble. You know, if you don't mind, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you to make sure that God continues to uphold you. She could have said, Brother Shaq, although we don't agree, I'm very, very proud that you're making the choice to actively pursue ministry. But no, she didn't do that. She didn't do that at all. She thought it was more beneficial to pursue and persecute me just to try to get me to be quiet. But newsflash, I'm still here. I'm not going away and I'm not going to go away anytime soon. I'm going to preach the message that people aren't willing to preach as long as God blesses me with breath in my body. Some of you, your parents are doing you dirty. Your parents are literally throwing you out for preaching the gospel. Your mother's making snarkish jokes. Some of you are literally on the verge of suicide because you can't get what your parents said to you out of your head. Newsflash, I'm going to be the first to tell you. I know this message is for somebody. Your parents are demonic. Their behavior is not correct. Some of you, your parents are using the scriptures against you to try to keep you in a box. Oh, the Bible says to honor your mother and father. If I tell you, don't preach that Christian stuff in this household, you are not to do it. You understand me? Oh, really? What does Ephesians 6, 4 say? It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up under the training and admonition to the Lord. What does Colossians 3, 21 say? Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged then what are you doing mom and dad is what you call you call that holy you call that obedient i'm not going to stop preaching this message whether you like it or not regardless of what the consequences are i'm going to boldly stand up for my faith how do i know some of y'all are going through that because i went through some of that way back when too my preaching was getting on a lot of people's nerves, especially my family. Nowadays, things are better, but it was getting on a lot of people's nerves. A lot of people's nerves. Verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And the gospel of this kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Children of y'all, we're called to endure. I'm going to close. We're called to endure. We're not called to fight, to fight other people who persecute us. We're not called to hide under, hide under a bushel and just wait for the world to just pass us by. We're not called to be scared. 
Second Timothy 1.7 said, For God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We are called to endure. And the Bible says endure in several different places. We are called to endure the suffering that Jesus Christ once went through. And it's going to be a bumpy ride. But you know what? Daniel chapter 11, when you read the prophecy of the northern king, it talks about the children of God, the children of Yah. They're going to have this persistence that's going to wow people into joining them. When the devil tries to kill us, this is what I believe will happen. I believe that a lot of people, a lot of worldly people, a lot of demonic people are not going to care because the Bible says, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But I also believe that a lot of people will have a lot of compassion. A lot of people will have compassion. And they're going to be like, wow, all this guy, all this woman is doing is preaching a message of love. And they're getting killed for it. If you're receiving this much persecution, you have to be doing something right. I think it's going to have a counter a, a, a counterintuitive effect for those who God has been tugging the strings on. But we're called to endure. I got to get you guys ready. I got to do whatever the Lord commands of me and asks of me to get you guys ready. Whatever secret sin you have in your heart, let it go. Are you truly ready for a day that men start killing people for no reason? Women start killing people for no reason. Are you truly ready for a day where you have seen an evil and wickedness beyond anything you've ever seen before? Even the world's most gruesome serial killers, the Jeffrey Dahmers, the Ted Bundys, the Zope. The Zodiac guys and the and and all these different people, even the world's most gruesome killers were not this evil. Are you truly ready for that? What are you going to do? When that day comes, what's your move? Is that secret sin you're holding on to still gonna be worth it? Are you still not going to read your Bible? Are you still not going to get serious about your prayer life? What is it? What, what, what's it going to take? I have to do whatever I can to prepare you. And I'm not going to give this up. I'm not going to give this up because if I let, God forbid, if I let any one of you die and you did not hear the preaching you did. I just let you pass by and you were struggling and I knew it. I'm going to be held responsible for that. I don't want that on my conscience. I do this for you. I do this for you. So are you truly ready? And are you truly prepared? Get your mind right. Get your heart right condition the things toward the spirit of God into your mind. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind to what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Children of Yah, this world has nothing for you. Nothing. There's nothing in it for you. So be prepared. The good news is coming. Christ is coming back. He is coming back for his bride. He is coming back for his remnant. He is coming back for all those who have fought the good fight of faith. And they will not give this up. He is coming back for those who did exactly what they said they were going to do for the glory of his kingdom. He is coming back for those who decided that his price was worthy of it all. Some of you are wrestling with the thought, what if they kill me? And I had this thought earlier today. 
if they kill me, it'll be the greatest victory I've ever had in my entire life. Because it'll go from preaching and doing signs and wonders to ruling and reigning in eternity with our Lord Christ Jesus. And some of you, children of Yah, you need to have that mindset when it comes to the end times. Death is not a curse. Death is a victory. Some of you are sitting there saying, you say that now, but when you go through it, it's going to be a whole different story. Listen, with what I've seen, with the prophetic visions I've seen, it's not going to be easy. But either way, I know there's a prize at the end. If the enemy is pursuing you, it's because you're doing something right. If the enemy is not pursuing you, it's because you're not a threat to his kingdom. That's the truth. There's no way around it. The Bible says that Satan is the accuser of who? The brethren. The Bible doesn't say that Satan is the accuser of the dead. The Bible doesn't say that Satan is the accuser of those who are on the fence. The Bible doesn't say that Satan is the accuser of those who are hot and cold and lukewarm. The book of Revelation says, I would rather prefer you if you were hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I vomit you out of my mouth. Get rid of that lukewarm stuff. Stop being on the fence. This is not a popularity contest, children of y'all. Nobody said it was a popularity contest. Nobody said that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that your bank account is going to automatically increase. Nobody said that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're automatically going to be the most popular person in the world. Nobody said that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're automatically going to get a new car. You're automatically going to get a job. You're automatically going to get that raise. And your, your, your life is just going to be hunky-dory. The Bible says that all those who desire to pursue Christ will suffer persecution. Luke 6, 26 says, woe to you when all men speak well of you for as their fathers did to the false prophets. Being well spoken of is not the goal. Galatians 1, 10 says, if I desire to please man, that I will not be a bond servant of Christ. People are not going to follow your coattails because you gave your life to Jesus. That's just a fact. A lot of people hate the gospel because it pulls them into accountability. It exposes the wickedness of man. And that is a very hard concept for man to swallow. And that is the reason why we are persecuted because we are willing to boldly stand for the truth when everybody else is willing to bow down. I had one person, I had one person uh, foolishly say that I'm, um, I have had two people tell me that I'm a, I'm a prosperity gospel and I do it for the money. Does this sound like I need money right now? Does this sound like I need, I need your money? Does this sound like I'm begging for your money? If I really wanted the money, this message would have been watered down so much. I would have been the type of preacher to say, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to talk about your secret sin. I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about the fact that you partied last night. I'm not going to talk about the fact that you had sex with how many girls. I'm not going to talk about the fact that you like to stare at, at, at you. You can't stop staring at that one girl, that one guy in church, and you're having sex with them in your minds and your hearts. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk to you about what God is going to do in your life. The whole world is going to hell in a handbasket, but God's going to make you rich. The whole world is going to go to hell in a handbasket, but God's going to give you a new Benz. The whole world is going to hell in a handbasket. It, but God is going to give you that husband, is going to give you that wife. The whole world is going to hell in a handbasket, but God is not going to address your secret sin. He's going to give you the desires of your heart, and you could just keep your secret sin a secret, and you're going to go into heaven, and everything is going to be just hunky dory fine. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Children of y'all, I don't do this for the fans. I do this for the fighters. 
I do this for the Mordecais. I do this for the people who very much know what the truth is. I stand boldly for the gospel I defend. I am unashamed of the gospel I preach. I am Romans 1.16. I am unashamed of the very gospel that I preach to pull you out of the fire. So are you truly prepared to stand in that fire? Are you a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Are you the three Hebrew boys that the king threw in the fire and came out spotless? Or is the fire going to burn you? Is your faith going to fix your facts or are your facts going to bury you? You decide, children of y'all. You decide. But guys, that's all I have for today. I'm quite out of time. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. This podcast episode is available on Facebook Live. For those of you who are tuning into my Facebook page, this podcast episode is also going to be available on YouTube and on all my podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. I can't think of any others, but... Let's prepare ourselves, children of y'all. Let's prepare our minds and let's prepare our hearts. And let's redeem that time. So much of that time we're losing. There's nothing to fear when you already have victory. I love you all. Go so in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. And God bless. Have a good one.